Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 210 of Getting Out Podcast. song you just heard was called 1992 by Extension AD from Long Island, New York, formed way back in 2013. But they got a new record coming out on March 13th, the Unique Leader Records. You can check it out whenever that comes out. You can listen to that wherever you listen to music at. Sometimes people listen on stereo, sometimes people listen on their phone, sometimes people listen in the car, sometimes they listen in the earbuds. All the way, it usually comes from your phone somehow eventually, right? Unless you're going to buy a physical copy, you can play that on a record player, maybe you can play it on a CD player, definitely play it on a tape player if you got the means. Yeah, so anyway, this song was pretty cool, and I like it, and it rocked a lot. And uh, this band sometimes don't wear a lot of sleeves, and that's okay, because they rock a lot. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else you can expect from them, but they always seem to be out on tour. I know they just wrapped up a tour with Cal Decapitation, 10 Seconds of Life, and a couple other bands that probably have a lot of names that sound a little bit violent, but they, maybe they aren't. Maybe, they, maybe they're just nice people, and just sometimes it just seems violent and look violent, because heavy metal is like that, you know? Anyway... This episode features an interview with Kirby Kiss out of New Jersey. That's New Jersey hardcore. And uh, sometime a little bit, uh, Extension AD son kind of plays something to sound a little bit like hardcore too because uh, those guys used to be in hardcore bands. You understand how that works? Anyway, Kirby Kiss, uh, the members of Roxy and uh, Michael sat down and have a little chat with me about that band. And uh, we did that. So you're going to hear that. Uh, first, I'm going to play another hardcore band out of New Jersey. Uh, they call Hot Zone. They do the Getting It Out podcast intro song. Please enjoy. <laughs> What's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, Oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, Oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, No, you don't got to write a rap first. The hardcore podcast I said, All right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? Hey, so here we are. It's another episode of Getting It Out Podcast. I think in the intro it said 210. It's actually 211. That's fine. I'm not changing anything. I, I, can't, I can't hire that guy to read that again. That guy was expensive. He took a lot out of me. Um, not necessarily in currency, just at years. You know, it was, a lot of, it was a lot of work working with that guy, becoming that character. It takes a lot of a lot of time, a lot of a lot of study. You probably wouldn't understand, um, but it but it has. Um, I'm having a good week so far. This is going to be the second episode that drops this week. I hope you enjoy that. I hope you're thankful. I hope you send me a gift or something because uh, I'm dropping you gifts left and right. 211 gifts so far. I'm so generous. God. Um, but yeah, this things are going well here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I suspect they will until they're not, especially while this weather is, uh, this winter has, has, has left for a couple of days. It's now 60 degrees for the second day in a row. It's a little windy though right now, a little, little bit rainy. I don't, I don't love it, but I'll take it. Yesterday I was able to go run outside, which is not as much of a treat as I think it's going to be. Each time I do it, I was only able to do two miles. I probably could have done more. I did like two and a quarter. It just happened that that, that, that got me back to my house. So that's where I stopped. 
Um, I'm way too fat right now. Going to Italy was a terrible move because now I'm way too fat. It like took a couple days to sink in. Like like my fat was jet lagged and now it caught up to me. And it's like, hey man, you are the fattest you've been in, I'm going to say, five or six years. And uh, I don't know, maybe I just stop doing cardio and start going like with weightlifting, right? And do the powerlifter thing. That's just like the fat guys that go to the gym. You know, you know how you are. You, you're listening. You know how you are. Um, you, 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 you're fat, right? But you disguise it with muscle. It's a, it's a pretty good concept. I'm, I'm almost on board. I don't know how much I like it. I gotta see though. I gotta, you know, I gotta bulk up. Maybe we'll see. I don't, I don't understand yet. But uh, cardio isn't doing what it used to do for me. A run around the block doesn't uh, shed 15 pounds like it used to. I'm telling you, that's the way it used to work, man. If I felt like I was being fat, I'd just have to run quite a few miles in one week, and I'd be down 10 pounds. It doesn't work that way anymore. I'm husky. I'm husky. That's what that's what we called fat kids in the '90s and '80s. Husky. Uh, it means you had like big cheeks and a little baby double chin, but it was there. We saw it. husky round face. He had a face like Carmelo Anthony. That guy's not fat, but he's got a fat face. He's got a husky face. He's got cheeks. Nothing wrong with having cheeks, right? Some people are just husky. That's fine. But I don't want to be husky. Especially as I approach my 40s, I thought I'm, I'm, I am. I mentioned this before. I'm still living that that illusion that one day I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> it's it's not real, right? It's just one day I think it's going to somehow happen. I'm just going to get in shape one day. <laughs> one day. What the fuck? Why? Why would I think that's ever going to happen? I don't know. But I'm going to keep living in this illusion. Because, hey, the nice thing about living in this illusion is there's a lot of music I like. Kirby Kiss is one of those bands. They've got a new record coming out called It's Gonna Cost You. It's gonna hit the streets on approximately April something on Council Records. It's already available now, digitally, in some places. You'll hear about that. Uh, But there's a a proper full length, proper vinyl release coming from Kirby Kiss and Council Records. It's called It's Gonna Cost You. I just said that. I'm gonna tell you again. And you're going to hear a lot more about that record right now. But first, I'm going to play you a song from that album. It's the opening track. It's called La Mierda. And here it is. Yeah. 
fucking real interview right now. Um, and well, the first thing I would ask you both, yeah. Um, how did both of you find yourself involved in a hardcore or punk rock or whatever the hell you want to call extreme music? For me, um, my uncle John uh, belonged to a band, Old School 101 and Hogan's Heroes. Um, okay. I know both. Yeah. The 80s and 90s. And uh, so I, you know, grew up around hardcore and punk music. My my other uncle Matt, who I'm really close with, also too very involved in the scene. So my love uh and my you know was nurtured from a very young age. Um, but I didn't start playing bass till I was about 16. And my uncle John um, you know, handed me a bass and said, you know, if you want to start something. So we started a three-piece uh punk like surf rock instrumental group called Sleep yeah. Agents, um, which was really rad. And um, it just kind of went from there. You know, there was a good period of time where I stepped away from music, um, you know, to pursue my family. I have two kids, you know, husband. So um, to be back playing again um, and with amazing musicians and amazing guys is I feel really, really grateful um, to have found my way back into playing um, punk music again. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mike? um let's see um i grew up in a like a really musical household but like country music but like old good country music like not like today's country music i'm sorry if anyone loves country music i'm a big travis trick guy okay no, i'm lying not... <laughs> i was gonna say i don't even know who that is but like when i i'm talking about like old like like johnny cash and like cash. you know patsy klein and like sure. and old opry kind of shit like that like like i literally had like three guys at my house um every sunday morning um and my grandmother would like cook for everyone and they would play country music around the kitchen table um and i I shit you not there were three brothers and their names were windy breezy and stormy i love it can't even make it up like like yodeling yodeling and all that kind of shit so like what were they doing at your house why were they there they would come there and meet with my grandfather and the, the four of them would like get drunk at like you know right after breakfast for like five hours every sunday so like i grew up around music like (laughs) like immediately like i always loved music but um i guess punk music came in um around seventh grade i guess eighth grade um i like listened to a lot of like van halen and and heavy heavy metal and rock um stuff like mpv you know right um and um a buddy in metal shop handed me a mother's milk from the red hot chili peppers and I was like, oh, and then like, you know, kind of trickled in from there and then got even more punk. Um, I think when I got, I remember, I remember uh, being in a van to go skating with a bunch of guys and someone gave me um, Minor Threat and Fugazi. And I was so <laughs> new that I thought they were both like active at the same time. Like I thought these were both two bands that were like still, <laughs> still together, like, right, like both right. all playing. I was like, oh, this is the same singer from both bands. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> but like listening to that music, like, um, like, not Fugazi so much, but uh, like Minor Threat, like I was listening to it and I was like, I, I could play this. Like I could, I could right. like, and I, I went into like a crappy thrift store and, uh, or a pawn shop and bought like a $80 fake Les Paul um, and, you know, talked like four of my friends into buying shitty instruments too. And, and we were in our garage making, you know, three chord money punk songs, <laughs> um, you know, and then I threw my first show in my, grandparents living room when they were like away one day uh, were, you, were you both in the same area um i mean i grew up in tom's river new jersey where i actually do live now again i've moved and come back but... i i have pretty much two since the age of five to six yeah. i've lived in tom's river you know shep and i um we didn't know each other that back no. then though we met 
I guess about recent, like, like the last yeah, yeah. Like that, about years ago. yeah so but um and then like anybody like um uh, you know I went to started going to a lot of shows um I just told this story to someone the other day um like I think I really became like instantly hooked on punk forever um I went to a show at a place called Middlesex County College mm-hmm. um up in Jersey they did a lot of shows um for a while and uh I was seeing the Bouncing Souls play there like um when they only had like a seven inch out like yeah. ball of confusion seven inch and uh they had a pizza delivered to the stage during their set <laughs> and uh <laughs> and like i was running across the stage and like like someone handed me a piece of pizza and i like, dove into the crowd and was eating pizza and i thought to myself like this is like that's the peak that's yeah. it i'm punk rock yeah. like forever like, <laughs> like there's no other music for me this is it like <laughs> Well, would, would, would Bouncing Souls have been the big band in the local scene back then? Um, they were definitely one of them. Uh, it was, it definitely in the New Brunswick scene back then. The, mm-hmm. the, you know, them, Lifetime. I I saw them open for Shelter at City Gardens. Um, they were, they were def- not as big as they are now. But yeah. as far as a local band, I mean, yeah, everybody, any, any punk knew who they were. Right, right. And, and they were always fun you know always super good um rox you said your, your uh uncle being in i got this right your uncle right being an os 101 right yeah right so so what was your view of that did you have any did you see any of that yeah i mean uh my first hardcore show i was 12 it was uh os 101 in dark buster it was somewhere in trenton uh mm-hmm. i was a kid and I remember um, the first thing that really took me was just a sense of community. You know, everyone was accepting of everybody. And uh, it just, it just the music, the environment, I was like hooked, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky to, enough that my parents were okay with me going to shows and stuff like that. And then as a teenager, actually here in Tom's River, um, friends of mine in high school, um, they had a band and the, the one kid would throw shows, like punk shows in a shed in his backyard. And so that became like something to look forward to, you know, like every yeah. week going to be a show. Like, cause it's hard to, there aren't very many places locally that, you know, we could just have a show, you know, it's like, it's even now it's tough. There aren't as many places, you know, locally. So. So what you guys didn't have, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Tom's river. Well, then who's wait, who's the most famous person from Tom's River, New Jersey? Frankie Edgar, right now. Frankie right Edgar. Now, Frankie right. Edgar is from Tom's River, but um, that's a good one. But I but I hold it against him that he has a sick of it all dragon and doesn't know who they are or didn't. Know <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was um, true. That was a thing. He's got the sick of it all dragon. Oh, and Todd Frazier. Todd as Frazier. Well. Todd yep. Frazier, baseball players. I don't know that guy. I don't watch baseball. You know why? Because Al baseball. Lighter? Baseball Outlander. hasn't been popular since they used to sell heroin in the Sears Roebuck cap, cap, catalog. Right? <laughs> it's not a respectable sport. Nobody, nobody needs to watch baseball anymore. Uh, uh, I guess really. Uh, well, no, she's not from here. Never mind. I'm going to say Jersey Shore, but none of those people are from here. So, yeah. well, they came through. Ghosts. Yeah. They uh, live here now. <laughs> All right. So you both kind of came up in the. Well, you both did come up in the New York or New Jersey uh, punk and hardcore scene. But uh, when people s- hear and say the words New Jersey hardcore, they kind of mean, I would say, one of two things. What do you think of when you hear the phrase New Jersey hardcore? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, to me now, it's pretty, I mean, we've got a lot of variety here now. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, could be any uh, genre is so hard. Like hate five six always says genre police coming out everywhere. Like yeah. it, it's hard. There's like so much different, you know, like the cross between New Jersey hardcore and punk. I mean, I don't even call us just hardcore because we we definitely don't. I don't think fit that mold. I'd agree. Um, yeah. Um, but that's because of the buildup of like the different scenes the people in the band came from. But uh, I don't know. I mean. It sounds more for me a sense of community, you know, like that's that's what I, I feel like that it's like a it's just an all inclusive scene. It's not um, it's very diverse. I feel like, you know, I don't know that we fit in one particular category ourselves. You know, I feel no, like no. people listen to us and they don't know what to make. Do you mean the scene or you mean like bands? No, like I'm just yeah, I'm just the sounds like because when I think of New Jersey hardcore, the first thing I'm going to think of is like obnoxiously heavy stuff. But I'm also going to then think of like floor punch and, you know, like just faster, you know, more uh, Jersey Shore type of stuff. But then I'm going to think of Fury of Five and, you know, like it's going to be like, but it, but it, but generally it's going to be two types, two types of hardcore that I think of. Even though, knowing damn well, there are several. You know, well, but. it's funny you said that because now, like you, like thinking of what you said, like I didn't really grow up, um, like listening to a lot of that harder, harder stuff. I, I liked more of, um, like uh, the Rorschachs, um, yeah. Merrill, um, Iconoclast, Rye Coalition, like um, great, like a lot of the. Um, still hardcore punk but like yeah, just yeah. A different kind of scene it was more like the basement scene um if you will like born against even though they're new york like some of the guys were from jersey i think they just weren't allowed to, to say it or something no you had to you had to claim new york right that was the <laughs> that was the key to success new york but, hardcore yeah so but yeah a lot of variety for sure well have you have you both rox you hinted that or you said that you you haven't and uh, I haven't either. But have how how well have you both stayed in tuned and in touch with your punk and hardcore scenes since you got involved over the years? Um, going to shows. Uh, aside from playing with sleep agents, I had um, filled in on bass for Suspect, who actually our singer Natal um, played guitar in. It was his band. Um, so just uh, sporadically here and there, you know. Um, yeah yeah dan do you mean like since we got into the scene and or like since we became a band i mean since you got into the scene like i know for my okay. just as an example for myself i'm almost out of it at this point right i do this i saw the last show i went to was the show i saw you guys at mm -hmm. um that if if that ends up being the only show i go to this year i would not be shocked you yeah. know what i mean like gotcha. it won't be but i but i would not be shocked if it if it were yeah, uh, so that's what I mean. Um, me growing up, I was really involved at certain points. I lived in houses that did like weekly punk shows and and went on tours with various little punk bands that no one ever heard of. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then hit a point where I didn't make music. I focused more on art, like I'm an artist, if you will, quote unquote. <laughs> um, and I just focused on like painting and writing. Um, but I still went to a lot of shows. Um. And, uh, and then I took a break from the scene for a while, probably. I still went to shows, but I, I wasn't really involved because I was just doing, you know, whatever, like ha having a kid and focusing yeah. on that. And now my 
kid got older and I was like, I got more time now. And someone was like, you want to get in a band again? And I was like, I remember thinking like, I was like, God, this is crazy. But then I was like instantly hooked. Like, like, like a week after the first practice, I was like, I'm obsessed with this. Like, well, that that's, that's exactly where I was going with it is how, how did you find yourself coming back to it now at this point? Oh yeah. A very therapeutic, um, beyond words. I just feel like the timing of it all, um, couldn't have been more perfect suspect, um, had, uh, ended right before COVID or as COVID was hitting. Right. Um, so it was like, I was feeling stifled. I needed to create. I just felt like I kind of got started on something and now it's gone. Um, so elation, you know, to answer your question, I feel like just really happy to be back to playing again. You know, um, I like, like I said, I was skating, um, which is, you know, can be dangerous, but, uh, <laughs> but we, I still hang out with a bunch of guys that go skating and, um, couple of them were musicians and they were like called me up and they were like how would you feel about trying to you know play music again and so we played we were in, we started a band called witch witch and uh and we put out like a, a diy cd three songs and it was really great. great i mean i liked yeah. it i me loved too. it yeah. uh, it was fun but um covid hit and it kind of shut it down okay and then at the time what i thought was the end of covid when things started to open up a little bit for a while there um um one of my friend's kids um, was having their first show, um, which is the band Reaching Out, who okay. I don't know if you've heard of. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they played their first show at like like a big open field at like, um, you know, and um, Jell, Jell played with them. So no one had been to a show in like a year. So we went and wanted to support them and saw that. And I ran into a couple guys there and we were like, we should, you know, how come we haven't started a band? Like, these- let's show these fucking kids how to do this, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite like that, but and um, so we like started in the pandemic, like like November two thousand and twenty, and uh, basically met once a week, and and it was uh, you know, I've said it before, it's like it was pretty therapeutic, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. but it was all masks at first because everyone was like, but yeah. we trust the people we were with that we were at least trying to do the right thing like right, all, right. all the rules and everything but, our uh, first practice was actually um our drummer's birthday yeah yeah so it you know i like to joke that we're his best birthday gift yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he owes everything to you guys now. <laughs> but it was good it was it was therapeutic for sure because you were like locked in your house all the time so once a week you'd go there yeah. and so you'd see other people first off you'd hear other stories so other than <laughs> you know and yeah. like my wife would have you know me out of her hair for four hours a night and uh very lucky you know that we had the space you know yeah we got we're lucky and, like, and, and each other to do it you know because it's so, a weird time so you know? yeah and then we were like real productive so we like we're writing and it, so far it's been pretty good yeah. so i didn't know you were that new of a band genuinely i didn't know I, although i'm up to date on all your material i didn't know it all came this quickly um, yeah the so november 2020 you've already put out Two, let's say two EPs and uh, basically a full length. Um, the full length, the full length is, truth be told, though, that the, it it's three new songs. Oh, I know. Anything? Well, I'm just giving you extra credit. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so we 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 said this before we were recording. So I'm going to say it wrong again this time. Uh, Kirk B. Kiss, what is it? What does it mean? Please tell me, am I am I saying this wrong? <laughs> it's actually it's a Rocks. silent K. It's actually pronounced Kirby Kiss. 
So and, the uh, second K, the second of three Ks is silent. Yes. And um, the term means headbutt. <laughs> and it's um, the name is derived from a place in England, uh, Kirby, um, which is located next to Liverpool, England, which is where I'm from originally. Gotcha. gotcha. Roxy, had all right. Roxy had suggested a practice naming it that. And we kind of all like liked that it was like this, like it, almost tongue in cheek that it was like this tough guy thing, like like headbutt because our music's on the harder side. Yeah, sure. and, uh, but like Kirby Kiss sounds not like sounds tough. Sweet. It doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. like a tough guy name. So we're just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. That'll mess with people. But the real way it messes with people is that no one can spell it or pronounce it. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're never the gonna... only ones that get Within messed with. By it, yeah. It's never going to happen. You're, you're, you're screwed forever with that. But, but <laughs> I, I can relate in the fact that when I was in a band, we called it Pleasant. Li- it was called Pleasant Living. And it was a hardcore punk band. So, like, I understand the yeah, I like know, that. just yeah, just having cool. a name that's uh, doesn't necessarily match up, but it does. It does in your case. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the term for that, but there's a term for that. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, like everything doesn't have to be called like you know death, like yeah. knuckle punch or whatever. Like, yeah. you do, you know what the you know what the thing what sucks most about um, hardcore band names is that they are, and I can tell you this from doing. Like there's a there's a website that nobody ever sees for getting it out that uh, has been in in progress for over two years now, um, but it's it exists behind you know getting it out.net by the way I'll plug that eventually it'll be something, um, but I'm always I've already entered over a thousand band pages on this like where I make like you guys have one wow everybody has one right and it, where it links all your stuff and it's got your picture and your little bio and whatever wow, that's awesome. but it's but it's really hard to do for a lot of hardcore bands because they name themselves like change. And how the fuck am I supposed to Google that and get results and be able to put all your information together? Or like, it'll be uh, the band's called free. Like, well, fuck man, come on. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like it's just things like things like that. So, so I appreciate that I can look you guys up easily. That <laughs> you made my life. It's all for you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Well, so, um, naming the band that I assume you have, you have to had to have expected questions about it. Is that a regular question that people have for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Have you considered lying yet? <laughs> no but i'm sure that that now that you've said it that might be pretty funny like to make up it means other things like, it's just a different thing our rumors about thing. ourselves yeah, yeah. 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 it's exactly. about that video game that nintendo put out <laughs> well okay so so you did you did uh two eps bleeder and what's the other one called uh listen, listen closely. closely listen closely and those songs are part of the record it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. Would you consider? Let's let's call that your full length. Yeah. Technically, it's already out, right? The first the first songs, the first seven songs are are available. Um, the record is remastered. Right, and right. We love the first masters of it, but like you know, over time change, you hear things differently, and so just a different you know a different engineer brought some different stuff out of it, and um. I, I personally think the, the remaster sounds better, but I mean, it, you know, at the end of the day, they're the same songs. Yes. No, um, no, no. That's, that, that's not what I meant. Though. I meant that oh. it's already available on like Bandcamp. 
uh, like the record. All 10 songs. You can yes, listen to yeah. all 10 songs. That's, yeah, what, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I meant. Is that it's, a, it's not a, streaming um, on like iTunes or, yeah, or yeah. any of those, but it's available on Bandcamp. You can listen there for free, I think, like a couple of times. Like on Council, oh. our, our record label, I think you can listen like to each song like five times before it'll give you the message like yeah. pony up buddy like <laughs> give me your money um and i think on our site you can listen like three times at least um because you know at the same time as like the vinyl world is taking forever yeah you know you want people to hear your music at the same time too so it's well, that that was that was going to be one of my questions i assume that the reason that the record has a release date of like january 27th but it still says, and I, I question only because I question everybody with records. Is it actually going to come out on the April date that man you I guys have so. in there? I really hope so. <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually talked with Matt um, Matt from Council yesterday about it. Um, you know, all you can do is is keep questioning the presses and and hope that hope that things are going to. You know, the last email from them suggested that things are on schedule. So. Yeah. But I will say that our record release show we scheduled for May May seventh on purpose to give ourselves <laughs> wiggle room. That's a good idea. Yeah, give ourselves a month maybe <laughs> in case it's a little late. We we really like to have have physical records in hand for that. So. <laughs> well, I I noticed that that that's a good that's a good call. But I noticed that the while you have the songs from the previous EPs on there, you did change the sequencing. How much yeah. thought was clearly you were thinking about something there? How much debate between how much how much debate did that create between the band members just sequencing the record? I wouldn't say a lot of debate, but it was definitely conscious that we wanted to change the order um, again. Like you get to revisit it, and with the the newer songs mixed in, you know we're evolving as a band. So like yeah. while like while it still sounds like. Um, you know, and our sound is a little all over the place. Like it is, it's, it's it's like it's close enough where it's all us, but you know, we have a couple of different sounds going on. So, like, I think when you come see us live, it all fits together. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like a street punk kid could pick two songs and be like, "This is street punk," and yeah. like, you know, right. hardcore kid could be like, "This is like, you know, I'm gonna mosh and do cartwheels in the pit." Um, <laughs> the record does flow though. Like, but yeah, it was flow. about it was about. Yeah it was about flow i think like yeah. kind of deciding like what songs would go where and um especially like one of the newer songs the title track is is a little different for us it's got like a spoken word over it yeah um and so we, like where we placed that was you know conscious i think yeah but it was more about like how it, how it all flowed together i think um i well, I was trying to listen to it today while going for a run and Bandcamp wasn't cooperating. Maybe it kicked me out now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe it said you've listened enough. You can't, <laughs> you can't listen anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, the, you mentioned the spoken word part. Roxy, is that you on the spoken word part? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, it's actually Shep's wife, Amanda. Yeah, it's my, uh, my partner, my wife, Amanda. Um, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's not any one book and it's not something she wrote either, but it's, um, it's like a selection of uh, different parts of a poem that she kind of constructed together. Mm-hmm. Nice. She did an amazing job. She brought a, a such a level of emotion to it. Like yeah, I actually get good. emotional when, when I listen to it. You know, yeah, it's a really great song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was an instrumental track, and we almost bailed on it as a song because like we just didn't know if we could make it work. Make it fit. But we really liked it. Um, and then we came up with that idea, and then we we're like really happy in the studio when it when it came out the way it did. So no, I think I think it works well, and I think like you said, there's a lot of, of variety on on the record between all the songs and all the different recordings. I don't, you did a good job with the, whoever remastered did a good job with the remastering. I don't necessarily hear that they were recorded in different sessions and it all still manages to sound cohesive, but, but the songs sound different. Right. But not, not like the sound, the sound. different. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, and what, if you had to, I mean, you kind of already did, but if you had to explain Kirby Kiss sound, what how quickly could you do that? And <laughs> how few um, I, words could you use? I mean, I, I I think when people ask what we sound like, I always just say like NJ, like New Jersey, we're from New Jersey. I always just say hardcore punk because I yeah. feel like that at least covers it. Okay. Like we're not, you know, every song is not a mosh song. Like it's definitely not that way, but every song isn't like a super fast um street punk song either. Um yeah. We like diversity and you know keeping things within the spectrum so it's not so you know crazily different but i i like it you know yeah and 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 the newer stuff was like um you know like the like the th- the three newer tracks on the record were obviously written after those so like just gelling as a band like the first yeah. songs we wrote like when we were first learning to write together and then you you kind of hear the involvement evolve as like writing right like as a unit so that they evolve and we just record we literally just recorded six songs um like Mm -hmm. two weeks ago and same thing like they they fit with us like if you see it live like you wouldn't be like what the this band's like all over the place (laughs) what was that 10 cover songs like but but like but you know the music's evolving for sure um they're probably getting a little more complicated um but you know we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's uh, good. What, what I'm what I'm uh, impressed by is how quickly you're doing all this in like a time where everybody's uh, hitting delay after delay. Usually though, that's just about pressing at this point. But well, like, yeah, we're, we're hitting those the same that that yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the we first, came, the first two EPs were CDs that we put out a DIY, so it was like yeah. yeah. Which is a good move, though. I feel, and I feel like a lot of people are, are catching on to that. There's a lot of CDs being made lately, yeah. and uh, as someone who collects every type of music, that doesn't bother me one bit. You know, um, we also did a tape. Um, Brian from Sex and Glue Zine. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brian. Yeah, or Sex and Glue. He did a tape um, compilation for us, so that's technically the first thing like anyone ever put out for us. Um, he combined the two, the two uh, EPs on a cassette tape. 
which is available cool. which is available on our band camp everyone yes <laughs> go there <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. it was a, a small run he did like 80 tapes and uh but it was awesome you know it's like pretty cool but uh yeah no it's it's great to have and i don't know about you i used to have like a really cool cassette collection and now i don't because i have yeah, actually yeah. sold it all and i made a good amount of money on it but uh these days it's like damn maybe i should have kept that now it's now it's all about records right the, the shelves behind me and, uh, yeah I, I love vinyl i love vinyl but people that are into, into cassettes it's like a culture um yeah. like people that are into them like love them like yeah and and like we'll swear that the sound like like uh like that they sound different than everything else. Like, you know, they, they do sound like, different. I don't know if yeah. it's a good different, but they do sound. <laughs> they sound That's how I feel sometimes, but some, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's, there's some Everyone's people that just are just like yeah. prefer cassettes. So. Trust me, I'm not going to shit on any physical medium. I just like having a physical medium. I, I just like having any, whatever. I don't care if it's coming on cassette, CD, record. I just like, which is, which is also yeah. cool at shows. Like you want to be able Absolutely. to support some. If you like what yeah. someone's doing, it's cool to be able to buy something. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a variety of choices, that's cool too. Absolutely. But the, the but the big thing, like I said, for me is the LP and it's going to cost you. I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned that the, the name of your record, the LP is it's going to cost you. It's coming out and you've said already council records, Yes. which is a label that I wasn't entirely familiar with. But now that I went and looked back at their discography, I realized, okay, I am familiar with it. Yes. They have a rich, a rich history. Right. But I saw there was a, I see there was a pause and maybe that's why Absolutely. it dropped off my radar for it. How did you get involved with council? Um, I grew up um, a huge current fan, which um, the singer um, of counts of the singer of council, the singer of current um, actually runs council records. Mm -hmm. Um, who is also the singer of the current band Wrong War? Yes, um, well, I, I listen to me. I just listened to. I don't know how they're, the so, fuck, they're so good. <laughs> I don't know how that just came. Like, I, did they just put out that record? No, they have one record out, one physical record out. Um, Let's say it was like this year, though. Right? They just dropped a brand new record digitally, and then like the rest of the world will be waiting for the vinyl <laughs> to come out. Like you know, in the okay. summer. I just came across Wrong War, and like a week or two ago okay. no i no idea that th there was any correlation between you two and i've been listening to that that full length they just dropped like repeatedly yes. I, I love really it really good so, yeah yes, yeah really good um but to get back to yeah so matt um you know i was as a youth in the punk scene or whatever like i i saw council i mean a uh, current you know a couple times and um and that was like part of a whole scene back then, like bands like Indian Summer and Parent yeah. Chino Horde. Like that was like a, um, <clears throat> I was really, really into that scene. Um, and um, and then he went on to be in a, like Ottawa, like some harder, harder bands coming up. But, um, and uh, so whatever, when we had, uh, right before the second CD, we were going to put it out, you know, like anybody, like you send your stuff to people, hoping sure. someone will write back and be like, hey, we'll post it. We want to put this out, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. don't 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 buy a hundred cds yourself <laughs> so um so i sent it to i had sent i saw that he um i i made the same connection i saw wrong war found out who they were and that it was a singer and i was always a fan so like i listened to that and i really liked it and um and then saw that he was like starting to um like bring the label back to life yeah after a, a life pause like a lot of us and um and he was starting he started off by doing the um 
during the pandemic, uh, cataloging a lot of the older stuff, like and bringing it to Bandcamp so people could could right. hear it. Um, and then I guess um, he put out he did a split put out of uh, a split release of his of the Wrong Roar record with Atomic Action. Mm. Um, and so whatever, I just figured I was like, hey man, I'm a fan of this this guy and and thing. And so I sent him the thing. And I think at the time, No Echo did the uh, like did like a a week ahead of time uh streamed it for us yeah um and so i guess he checked that out and read about us and then saw that i had sent him a message and he responded and he was like he's like hey man i just read your thing and this stuff's pretty solid um i'd be into putting it out and that's great <laughs> we, we, it seems like uh you've been pretty proactive with this band uh you're really you <laughs> it's, I, I, I like i mean yeah it's um it's a i feel like if i'm gonna do something i i, I put myself into it for sure um so I'm, I'm pretty proactive i guess well i mean i just mean like all right so for you you email me seemingly to me out of the blue right i don't i don't know how i don't know why i don't care that's like i love it you know that's what that's what i like <laughs> um then, then I see you guys on No Echo. I know you don't just end up on No Echo because No Echo finds you and says you should be on it. You know, some you usually. You, so I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It certainly happens. But you guys, I think, got, you, I think you write. I mean, you write to him. I don't know. Uh, you know, they don't respond always. So I, no, you say, "Hey, Carlos, because <laughs> you do this." But where you have Adam? Adam yeah, babe, I'm sure so, Carlos you know. gets a lot more emails than he responds to, and I don't. And I'm. I'm you know that's light. I but, mean, but but I'm saying, and then you then million you, emails, yeah. Then you reach out to the guy from council. Oops, I'm just saying that like, you're clearly doing the work, and it's it's obviously working. Um, I I just see your activity as far as what you're playing shows. You're playing more shows than most bands I know who aren't touring. I should say because that doesn't seem like you're doing any type of touring. You're just playing weekends, right? Yeah, I guess at this point we just play whenever we can. Yeah. Um, we do have a lot of out of state dates coming up. Um, we're playing in May. We're playing the Dayton Festival with uh, it's a three day fest with a lot of really awesome bands. Um, we just played our real first long trip down in uh, in Roanoke, um, down in Virginia. Yeah, um, we've got a weekend coming up in April where we, uh, we're going to hit Philly and then um, and then Washington D.C. the next day. So I guess our first nice. year was like as many New Jersey shows as we could. Right. And this year was like, okay, let's try and play let's get the hell out. Yeah. Let's play as many out of page shows. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're, I guess there's some hustle involved in it. I mean, like we, we put ourselves out there that we want to play. So I guess, yeah. you know, and we try and be, I know this sounds so cheesy, but we just try and be like nice, nice. Uh, well, you thought you do that's <laughs> it's a weird comp it's a weird like thing that gets pointed out to us like you guys are so nice i'm like oh. yeah it, well that's 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 obviously true and you, you know the my big reference i'll always have for you guys is that you sent me stuff to give away for my friend's benefit before you even play in the show and you end up showing like, that it's huge to me and it's like it's always going to be a thing like you guys are you're better than most bands i've ever like i'll never hear just because of that you know I, that that. yeah just we're doing that. being charitable or, or helping out if if it's you know something yeah. feasible i think you gotta whatever i guess i believe in karma if that's what you want to call it but like i think you know i'm yeah. grateful to be able to help people like you know i also try and like i make flyers for a lot of people yeah yeah um, as well as myself, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I think that's what the, the scene is about. Like I, I, I always make posts, like uh, I run 
like we all do a little bit, but I run our Instagram page more yeah. than, than that. And I'm always sharing stuff about, I think everybody should just try and make their own stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like I love when people are making zines or putting out their own stuff or like, I just think, you know, I really try and be encouraging that like, you can, you can make your own music. You can, you can do whatever the hell you're on everything. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, and that's, that's, you can just, especially make your own podcast make your own yeah. god damn it we know there's three thousand podcasts out there right now there's <laughs> there's three thousand shitty podcasts there's three thousand shitty bands but people there like are. them right yeah, but, people, but somebody likes all of that and that's that's cool that's cool um do you guys find that playing in a band now how well uh, let me rephrase that how do you feel like playing in a band now is different from when you were younger um i mean when we were younger there was a lot more reckless we're better at it now yeah uh like making (laughs) adult this like you you apply this level of like reasonable like reasonable expectations even yeah exactly reasonable expectations and understanding how to do things whereas like i i know i was in a band called god like diablo when i was you know 23 or something um like really young and we bought a $300 van that had probably been sitting for like three years and drove to California with, it, you know, Damn, and it fell apart. Impressive. Like every, we left a little bit of that van in every state. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, so like things like, you know, it's a little less, you know, when you're a kid, you can just be like, F it, you know? Right. Right. Um, but, uh, but it was also all just like crazy good fun and played like some awesome shows and, uh, and drank too much in Tijuana and all the, <laughs> all the fun stuff that comes along with that. But um, now it's more like, I, I don't think the um, emotional side of it is, is any different. You know, like yeah, I, it's, it's a, a, it's a huge outlet. It's still a medium. Yeah. It's very I dark. think if anything, it's the opposite uh, as an, as an older person. Now there's a lot more life pressure mm-hmm. of like normal everyday bullshit. And uh it's really like a huge release it, it to write music. It becomes more of a necessity, right? Have, <laughs> yeah. Like when you're young, it's fun. Like I remember playing in bars, you know, at 17. I'm like, this is cool. This is fun. Now as an adult, it's like, I look forward to it for other reasons, you know, right. to see friends or to be a part of something and like to let myself go. It's like a release. And and practices now as an adult, I take uh, less lightly. You know, I used to not so much when I was young or maybe not show up for a practice or be well, late. It sounds, it sounds like you're saying you, you appreciate it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, And whatever, you know, like it's, of course it's good to be noticed or appreciate it. Like I think we'd probably be pretty content if we were just doing it jamming for ourselves in the thing. Yeah. But I think if you're going to do something, you might as well like, okay, well, if you're in a band, you try and put out music and then, you know, luckily we've had, excuse me, luckily we've had some decent response. So you know? Yeah, what what has what has been this response to Kirby Kiss so far? Um, I guess it's I guess it feels like it's been pretty positive so far. Like you said, we've uh, I mean, someone put out our record, so that that's a fucking huge amazing. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pl- playing. Um, we were playing a show in New York with um, hundreds of AU, mm-hmm. and um, and I was talking to the guitar player Paul, and we were talking about um, 
Brian from Sex and Glue because they're they're friends too. And I was like, sometimes I don't know if Brian likes me. And he's like, he put your CD out or you put your tape That's out. It. <laughs> he's like, you must <laughs> like your band. And I'm like, I guess I, I guess you're right. <laughs> he's like, you know, most people don't spend their money putting out something they don't like. <laughs> right. Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> and I was they like, don't, I, it hadn't dawned on me that way. Like, I hadn't thought about it that way. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good point. Okay. But, yeah, uh, but you know, it's funny. Like, even it's funny to even have those conversations, say those things as fucking full blown adults who you know, have kids and families. And it's just like, oh, you're still just insecure. Oh, you, know, like, you know, it's, it, it doesn't ever really go away. It, you know, it subsides a little bit. But yeah, right. but you can say you don't give a shit what people think all you want. But if you're creating something, you want people to like you it. You do care. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, you yeah. draw a picture. If you put it on the internet, you want someone to click like. You know, yeah. <laughs> the difference is like, you know, are you catering? I guess to me anyway. Like, like it's almost like a Rollins. Uh, if you ever listen to Rollins interviews, he talks about it like a lot. Like. I like he never made music for the fans. Like he didn't give a shit what they wanted to hear. (laughs) I don't believe him. Play what he wanted. (laughs) I don't believe him, but I think that is. I think that is that's something that I've always found interesting is talking to people who've been doing it for a while, who did it before, and are doing it again, like yourselves. Is that there's more? It's more rewarding now. It's appreciated more, like we just talked about. Like it's just. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter what comes in from the outside, as long as you're getting out what's on the inside, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and it's just a whole different. There's a whole different. Uh, I don't know. There's a whole different. What the fuck word am I looking for? Uh, reward system or reward. yeah, I don't know. There's a whole different uh, motivation behind being in a band when you're older as opposed to being younger where you just want to go out and be as hard and fast as you fucking possibly can even though you're writing songs about the stupidest shit on earth and you don't yeah at the time you think you're doing something <laughs> you're saying something yeah. profound and important but it's just garbage and uh <laughs> not that i don't love that shit right you know like we oh, love it obviously but but it's but i but i do find it interesting having these conversations and listening to the music of people who have really been through it and i don't even mean been through it in like a bad way i kind of actually mean it more in a normal way because that's the most relatable is the the normal way that we've all been through it at least that's the most universal way and uh definitely yeah i hope that you know people listen to our sound and are able to connect and I hope it makes them feel, you know, what we're, we're hoping to relay, you know? Yeah, it, it's super cool if someone likes yeah. your music. Absolutely. It's a creative outlet, though, first, I think. Like, it, we're, we're, we're getting what we need out of it before someone else does, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's, that's great. someone else is, too, you know, like, but, you know, Nat's lyrics, like, are, Very like, aside profound, from it, you know, like, he writes a lot about, about a lot about political human issues and, and human rights. Yeah, I was going to And a lot about say, social, uh, social social issues yeah. you know mm-hmm. anxiety uh his lyrics are pretty personal um i always admire that about him like he definitely um pours his especially heart in out. the newest yeah. the new like some of the new stuff we just recorded he's like putting himself out there uh lyrically for sure like um and i think you know that's something to be admired mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i was going to comment on the, the there's clearly a political and social bent to some of the songs and i think that's that's good um i think that the, the message is pretty clear which i mean that is a compliment because <laughs> sometimes i don't really know what somebody's trying to say and i know 
certain artists like to be uh you know it would be vague and they say we want you Throwing to interpret it, it or you, you, you yes, figure out what yeah. it means what does it mean to you yeah and I, no like, Nat's that's telling you what he means yeah he's right. saying it straight out straight <laughs> up that is like this is exactly what it means uh-huh. like a headbutt right like yeah, 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 like, <laughs> well i so I, one last question i just want to ask you guys you both mentioned being parents and having families um you're doing the band how does what's your balance of this at this point and you're playing a lot of shows how do you how do you balance the two things i'm very fortunate uh, my husband at home you know he's there for the kids my son's come to a couple of shows that were all ages he's hoping to come to some more um so hopefully that'll be the case my daughter's still little she's seven doesn't really like a lot of loud noise you know right yeah um but yeah we practice once a week every thursday so you know our schedules are set um, and for the weekends, mainly when we play shows and then, you know, I'm, I'm with the band, my husband's with the kids. So it, it works out, you know, I'm lucky that way. Yeah. yeah we, I have the support. And- yeah. We bounce, bounce out. Like obviously like real life takes over, like takes priority. Absolutely. Like our kids or, um, yeah. our kids or, or jobs or whatever, obviously take priority. I, excuse me. Um, I have a 15 year old son named ocean and, uh, um, I have, uh, joint custody with his um with his mom so i have him 50 percent of the time yeah but, um, but i have a really great relationship with her um she's like one of my best friends so um you know it's never like it's always like working around like yeah. working around working around that but like and that's part of what i touched on earlier he's older now he's becoming a teenager so he wants me to leave him alone a lot now <laughs> so this works out we, we, uh, we got <laughs> one of those up there too i got one yeah. of those right there we have, we yeah, he's like close my you. close my door. Um, <laughs> I can I can relate to both of you. We have a, a we have a, I have a 15 year old stepdaughter and an eight year old who's my daughter, and you know so we do we're dealing with both both yeah. situations, and uh, you know we deal with the the exes and the other yeah. parents, and the, and that's why I ask because the the balance of these things, yeah, you, it's it's not as easy as uh, it's, it sounds like it's working out for you guys. I'm sure it's not as, but whatever, that's, that's great. Like to hear, to hear that, to, to like hear the way that it actually is. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. If something's important to you, you find a, a way to make it work. And uh, yeah. we're lucky that it, it works pretty smooth to us, but I think it's because of, uh, I guess like routine, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, scheduling we're also very understanding with one another with you know life stuff and family stuff and like that takes precedence yeah family comes first for sure so Mm -hmm. it's like you know someone's like oh we have to cancel the show because uh, i have my kid that day or i have something to do like no one else you're not kicking them out we're not we're not breaking up the band or something like that um you know and we we're, we're we're just really active talking to each other like like you know like we don't say yes to anything or no to anything without everybody agreeing on it first mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that's the easiest way like it's yeah. we just have open communication with each other yeah. to make sure that you know it's you know what it sounds like it sounds like adults in a band <laughs> which is i don't know you about guys. you guys but i mean yeah the, yeah, I, the only of, time I, I, yeah adults <laughs> adults in like body and 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 activity but definitely all not adults mentally <laughs> But adult enough right yeah well i think i think you guys are doing a, doing a great job of it and i and i gotta tell you i genuinely like all the stuff you're doing the i like the the way that i can't quite put a pin in your sound 
uh, like you mentioned, it's best to just call it a hardcore punk. Some of it goes a little more metallic. Some of it goes a little more street punk. There's a there's an artistic side to it that I, I think you might be underselling, but I think you know what's there. Um, but I, I, I just I appreciate what you're doing with the band. I appreciate what you what you're doing otherwise, too. Just the fact that you are being nice people and that you're personable and reaching out and and going for it in the way that is not and I, I'm going to use quotation marks that people can't hear cool, right? <laughs> like, like you're not just being trying to be too cool for because who gives a shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> especially no. at all of our ages, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that a lot. We, we, we all do. Yeah. I wish uh, the rest of the guys could um, all be here, but like you had mentioned, um, this is part of the schedule stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is who could be here. Day, so yeah. It's <laughs> um, no, it's all good. But uh, but yeah, man, and thank you for the kind words about the record yes, too. Thank you so much. We're excited for that to come out. Um, and uh, if I well, can, the, see, the, I we'll, can we'll, plug in. <laughs> we'll say the uh, we'll say this one more time. The rough date is April. What for the vinyl? Oh. We are hoping that records will ship the first week of April. Okay. But the pre-order is up and live right now at councilrecords.com. Um, and uh, and then beyond that, we're like uh, we're super excited for the new the newer stuff too. It's hard to like like keep it in check. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. you can't be too excited about the new stuff because this record hasn't even <laughs> it's not really <laughs> literally come out yet. So, but. But for the six songs we just recorded, um, one of them is going to come out on a seven-inch comp with okay. with hundreds of AU, Wrong War, and a band from Philadelphia called Gray Cell. Okay. Um, and then the other five are going to be on a seven-inch. Nice. Well, you have some dates coming up. I'm gonna. I'll have this fucking thing out this week. I'm sure. Of. So if you wanna, if you wanna plug any of those dates you got, I see February, March. March. Uh, what are we at? Hold on, I can tell you in a second here. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Upcoming shows are this Thursday. We're going to be playing at Asbury Park with uh, with Jeff Shruck, if I'm pronouncing that right, and a band called Barai, um and Magic Grayland. It's their uh, it's Magic Grayland's record release show. Um, all really awesome, and that's going to be a good time on a Thursday night in Asbury Park. And then the following weekend, we're playing Friday night, March 4th, with uh, Chokeout, Slugs, Rake Fire, RBNX, Cherry Pop, Chemical X, and Dead Torches at the Litter Box in Elizabeth. And then Saturday night with Body Farm, Tossed Aside, and Bri Riot at the Mill Hill and Trent. I, uh, well, hey, uh, Roxy, Mike, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you, you taking the time. Who taught you to use your hands as branding irons? 
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Roxy and Mike of Kirby Kiss. I still want to say Kirkby. I can't help it. It's in there. It's outspelled, right? Anyway, I want to thank them again for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, It was a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to getting this record in my hand. It's called It's Gonna Cost You. It's coming out in Council Records. The song you just heard, I believe, is the title track. We talked about it a little bit. It's the one with the spoken word. Um, you just heard it, all right? I don't need to refresh your memory that badly. Uh, but you you know what I'm talking about. Uh, please go check that out. Head over to Bandcamp. Buy a copy for yourself um, and uh, and for your grandmother. You never know. She might like it. You never gave it a chance, have you? Have you ever tried playing hardcore punk for her before? Maybe you did. Maybe you know. It's your grandmother, not mine. I don't know. I suppose that's going to be it for this episode. And as usual, I'm going to end it with a song. I'm going to end it with a song from Darkness Everywhere. They've got a new record coming out Friday, February 25th. It's on Creator Destructor Records, who puts out a shitload of good records. I don't know how to eloquently put that. They put out a lot of good records uh, and uh, from a lot of different styles. It's just a very good label. And this uh, this record from Darkness Everywhere is no no exception to that. And uh, the song that I'm going to play you is the title track. It's called The Seventh Circle. Again, available everywhere February 25th on Creator Destructor Records. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.